Oh, jeez. <laughs> tell you what. How are you going? It's NBA Strategy Thursday, December 23, all day. Oh, jeez, bro. That must mean the Chris's in two days. Have you got all your pressies sorted? Don't forget a card. Don't forget a card. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, this is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clemens. I'm a writer sometimes for whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. That booze money. And uh, I'm here hanging out Larry Armour Studios. A little bit dusty from a big night last night. Checking out Smith Street Band. Trying hardest <laughs> not to get the Rona at a gig. Jesus. Anyway, uh, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously. No, we don't. We leave that for the nerds. God. They love taking things seriously, don't they? Uh, but I'll tell you what, it's a bit hard to find the joy in watching the G League at the moment. I mean, actually, sorry, the NBA. There you go. Because we're limping to Christmas. We're still limping. We were limping yesterday. We're limping again today. It's like someone shot us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mere coffee just stuffed up a big dunk. Live reactions. This is good. It's like someone popped us in the uh, back of the leg or something at the moment. Anyway, more postponements, more superstars and COVID protocols. I mean... Today have Boogie Cousins dropping 18 and 8 and Joe Johnson dropping mid-rangers. Like it's fucking 2016 or something. I don't know, man. Uh, all five games covered in today's game wraps. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some brief here. Nas, unpopular opinion of the day in our back take house where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there's a very, very, very brief Australian player watch. Only Gids was out there today. Kiwi Corner checking on the big Kiwi Stephen Adams. And we'll uh, do some NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow. Big slate on our Christmas Eve, which will be interesting. And we'll finish off with a uh, Cooking with Bainesy Christmas special, I reckon. We'll see how we go when we get to it. All right, let's get into it. Episode 726 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. You better watch out for more COVID postponements and more superstars going into the protocols if you're Adam Silver in the NBA. Oh, jeez. Anyway, hey, we're going to lighten it all up here. Fuck it. Whatever. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Whip around. Boom. There you go. Oh, you better watch out for the attack of uh, the Sacramento Kings mascot. If you're the dude on the trike. I don't know if you've seen a highlight of this. I was watching it at a trike race. One dude who was on the yellow trike was winning. And, you know, you get like a fairly decent prize in one of these things. And the uh, mascot just kicks over the cone, so the dude in the yellow trike hits it, and he, like, loses them race because of it. I'm like, hang on a second, do they give him, like, a $250 voucher as well? Because what the fuck is that? (laughs) Holy shit. Anyway, uh, today's news, more postponements. As mentioned at the top, uh, Toronto-Chicago today, that's their second matchup that's been postponed. At least that makes it a little bit easier to make it up, I guess. Uh, Nets-Blazers tomorrow in Portland is also postponed because neither team has enough players, so... Pretty gnarly. Other news. D-Rose. Derek Rose. He's out for another couple of months. What happened? Ah, oh, he's had surgery in his right ankle. He's going to be re-evaluated in eight weeks. Tough scenes. Uh, great meme being floated around there. You know, 
what MVP you got to bench one of these MVP seasons. It's AI, the shortest to ever do it. Derrick Rose, the youngest to ever do it. Russell Westbrook, triple double year, and it's like, all right, I think we can safely just bench Rusty, can't we? <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> tough scenes. Oh, anyway, that sucks, D Rose. I mean, as if like all the uh, Christmas Day games didn't suck enough already. But here we are now without even D-Rose on the Knicks. Jesus. Anyway, speaking of which, Christmas Day. Who knows what's going to happen now because Luka Doncic is also in the protocols along with Trey Burke. I think that's six players now for the Mavs, including, what, Hardaway Jr. and stuff. Uh, It's just, it's escalating. It feels like it should be slowing down. It is not. Cade Cunningham's now in the protocols. Danny Green's in the protocols. He's like the one sixer who didn't get it. And now he is. God damn it. Damian Lee for the Warriors. Joining uh, Wigo and Co. Man, that is brutal. Reggie Jackson's now in the protocols as well. Nerland's Noel. The Knicks now have seven players there. The Hawks have Kevin fucking Hwada in there as well. KCP for the Wizards. Orlando, they played today and it was uh, a horror show. I'll tell you that much. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, they're without Mo Bugner. Ah, uh, Mo Bumba. Uh, RJ Hampton, Michael Mulder, Terry Turaus, Mo Wagner, and... Uh, Iggy Brazdikas, which is brutal. Like, they're not even good to start with. <laughs> Holy shit. And uh, so with this, the replacement players today that were announced are uh, Brandon Knight for the Mavericks. How good's that? He's like, please don't let me play against DeAndre Jordan, please. Uh, Carlick Jones as well to the Mavs. Joe Johnson signed with the Celtics and then had a giant moment today, which was gnarly. It was a great stat about like how when Joe Johnson was actually drafted by Boston, Red Auerbach was in the room and had a uh, voice in the franchise's three picks that year in 2001, which is fucking crazy to think about. 20 years later, Joe Johnson just out here dropping mid-rangers. Seven-time All-Star, Joe Johnson, I'll have you know. Two-time Big Three MVP. Oh, bro, we don't even play basketball. We play fireball. All right. Uh, the Hawks are signing uh, Wes, uh, Re- Wes Reggie Awundu. I love calling him Reggie Awundu. Uh, the Pistons signing Chick Diallo to go with Hamadou. I guess just got to collect all the Diallos. Uh, and the Warriors are also signing Quindary Weatherspoon. Uh, he of one of the great names in the NBA. And uh, in terms of other news, like basically we're still at the point where the NBA are dancing around the fact that... Uh, Christmas Day may or may not have any good players playing. Apart from, like, I don't know, Julius Randle, LeBron, Rusty Westbrook, Patty Mills. Like, that might be it. Like, <laughs> it's fuck The Jazz. The Jazz are, like, sitting there going, oh, bro, we're up here in Salt Lake City. We're completely unscathed. I don't think it exists up here in uh, Utah. So anyway, a bit gnarly, a bit weird. They're sort of dancing around this, dancing around down, dancing around this, and uh, they've got their three big games, right? So the two thirty, the five, and the eight slots are basically, you know, the big, big, big ones for the NBA. And they're still like, you could see them sort of switching some of them around to get some nice, sweet matchups or whatever. But at the same time. With so many players in the protocols, they can't switch any of those around and have a better option. So, talk about rock and a hard place at the moment. But anyway, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, Lakers are still keen on picking him up, or Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, uh, which is pretty interesting. Love Lakers reports about stuff like this at the moment. 
Because the Lakers fans are like, oh, we might get Ben Simmons. It's like, I mean, just imagine if you had anyone to trade. I mean, maybe you'd be able to get them then. It probably would have ha- happened already. But no, you've got a horrible team with nobody who has any trade value outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. You're fucked. <laughs> Good job, Lakers. Uh, this is what happens when you let Rob Lowe run your team. All right, let's do some game wraps from today. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. All right, we start off today with a uh, G League showcase in Atlanta. I'm wait, what? An actual NBA game? Jesus! Tell you what, G League showcase. It felt like Robin Lopez was like a player coach. Franz Wagner is like the superstar sent down to the G League. Cam Reddish has a career high because it's like he and John Collins are the only actual NBA players on the Hawks. Uh, but Orlando gave Atlanta the business. It was 104.98 in the end, but that's all because like Atlanta hit a couple of dumb shots right at the end. Uh, they weren't even close. And uh, Orlando just fucked them up. It was like, here are some of the folks who were playing today. Tim Frazier, Aleem Ford, BJ Johnson was crushing it. Lance, Lance, make him Dan Stevenson. Admiral Schofield, Hassani Gravett. Like, if you're looking at this game going, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, you and everybody else. Like, holy shit. Anyway, in the end, Orlando run away with it because Franz Wagner's awesome. And uh, outside of Cam Reddish and John Collins, that's a total cocktail for the Hawks. Nobody did shit. Cam had 36. He was awesome. Goes 6 of 10 from downtown. John Collins has 23 and 11 because he's a weapon. And that's about it. <laughs> Seriously. Lance Stevenson had like eight rebounds and five assists, and you're like, he might have been their third best player. Anyway, uh, for the Magic Men, Franz Wagner, hello, 25 and four. He crushed it. 17 for Gary Harris. Tumor kick, he had 12 points, five rebounds, and six steals. You'll love to see that. And BJ Johnson. That's the old uh, double dick name. You love that, BJ Johnson. I mean, what is he, a verb? <laughs> An adjective? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> 14 and 4 for BJ Johnson. <laughs> that's that's a porn star's name. What are you doing? Anyway, Atlanta now 14 and 16. Oh, geez. And Orlando moved to 7 and 25. Cleveland! Cleveland! Had no players and they lost to Boston. 111-101. Uh, to tell you how this one went, Joe Johnson played his first NBA game since Game 7 of the 2018 Western Conference Finals. I'll give you two bucks if you can guess what team he was on at that point. If you guess the Utah Jazz, <laughs> I mean, you're right there. <laughs> holy moly. I mean, it's pretty gnarly, right? Just holy shit. What a world that we've sort of come to where it's like Joe Johnson is getting out there. And the vibe is... Oh, actually, no. He was on Houston that year, wasn't he? I can't remember where he ended. Oh, no. Houston, of, co- of course, made the Western Conference. He started that year on uh, Utah. Got bought out and ends up on Houston because they lost famously to uh, Golden State. Anyway... Um, what else happened? Like, yeah, he never made it back into the NBA. And Taco Fall started this one. You're like, Jesus, what is going on in this game? It's drunker than I am. Well, like, drunker than I was last night, especially. Uh, but this was uh, all Boston. Because that's how much of a beatdown they're putting on Cleveland. Uh, Joe Johnson got out there, got some run, and nailed a shot. And everyone went crazy, which was sick. Uh, the Cavs have Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. And that's about it at the moment. Like... Lowry, that's a girl's name, Markinen, Rubio, they couldn't hit a damn shot. Kevin Love, look, he's all right. But, jeez, in 2021, man, what a world. So the Celtics just smoked him. Like, this was just had it in control all game until, like, I don't know, Dennis Schroeder tried to give the game away to the Cavs and let them go on a bit of a run. 
Kevin Love got a couple of shots going in the third, but the Celtics steadied and off they went. Uh, Garland ends up with 28. He was the only starter in double figures. <laughs> oh, God. Six assists, though, as well. 18 and 12 for Kevin Love off the bench. And look, I'm no math magician, but uh, Ricky Tiki Tata, Rupi O, going 2 of 12. And Larry, that's a girl's name, Markinen, also going 2 of 12. I don't think that's very good. <laughs> Is 4 of 24 good? No. No, it's not. No. I think they combined to go 1 of 10 from 3. Gross! Uh, for the Celtics, Jalen Brown was really good. 34, 6, and 3 for him. 5 of 10 from downtown. He dominated this game. Robert Williams, Time Lord. He had 21, 11, and 7. Two steals, two blocks. He was awesome. Gave it the old Euro step late. You're like, what is happening? This is awesome. Uh, Tatum, 18, 9, and 5. It came on 6 of 19 shooting. Jason Tatum. I just... I don't know, man. Like, just sometimes you're like, dude, how are you not able to operate in the flow of this offense? Like, it makes zero sense. Uh, Romeo Langford was handy at 11-9 as a starter. Dennis Schroeder, he was not handy. We'll talk about him in a second. Cleveland. Cleveland. I believe now dropped to uh, 19 and 13, where you're like, oh, to be honest, bro, well, that's not too bad. You know, it's Cleveland. That's pretty good. And then you're like, oh, man, but Boston, on the flip side, they're 16 and 16, and the Cavs are... Way better than them. That's fucking wild. Anyway, uh, flip side, Milwaukee, 126. They beat Houston, 106. Uh, Chris Middleton came back, uh, which had I have known yesterday, I would not have picked Houston, uh, but whatever. <laughs> that was enough. Because uh, Houston, like they were right there early, were the Rockets. And then Jordan Nuora just broke Armoni Brooks in half, sent him skidding off into the multiverse. Off he went. Uh, Boogie shook up Shangoon as well, and like that was that. Like the Rockets saw this happen and went, "Yeah, no, nah, I think we're good here. We're going home," and uh, just packed it up and just fucked off. Like they were really, really bad and got their asses kicked from then on. They couldn't make any inroads. Like Milwaukee just always got buckets. Like Midi and Giroux were awesome, but it was really just sort of up and down the roster, just big shit. Like where's Matthews was doing good shit and Wara was unreal. Uh, for the Rockets, Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for personal responsibility. I don't make you put on a sun hat, mate. Uh, 20 and 11. 0 of 6 from downtown, though, for Christian Wood. Brutal. Uh, 12 and 6 for Eric Gordon. 10s for Shangun and Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews. And that's about it. There was nothing going right for the Rockets today. Jay Sean Tate had a tough one. 2 of 10 for his four points. Uh, the Bucks, meanwhile, 17 of 46 from downtown. Oh, bro, that's pretty good. 23-3-6 for Mitty in his return. 24-10 and 10 assists for Jeru Holiday. Meanwhile, Jordan Awara goes 4-8 of eight from downtown. He's basically, what, an 18-9? and nine. Bloody good game. 18-8 and eight for Boogie Cousins. Boogie! You'll love to see it. And where's Matthews? 16 points as well. He went 4-5 of five from downtown. That's even better. There you go, Houston. They're now 10-22. Millie Walkay, 20-13. Denver! Lost in OKC. Oh, geez. This was a really, really good game from OKC. SGA just controlled it. They got up in the first quarter and then just dominated the the Nuggets, like, all game. That's right. The Thunder, the Thunder Nuggets, it's the old uh, poop joke uh, matchup. I love that. The Thunder Nuggets, uh, the Thunder took care of them. They just laid the boot in the third quarter, and that was the game, like, the... Nuggets had a couple of tiny little runs in them, but OKC just fended them off. SGA was awesome. Gids was doing everything. Dort was handy. Baisley was knocking in stuff off the bench. Meanwhile, the Nuggets, they shoot under 40%. Joker has 13-7-3, and he was their top scorer with the 13 points. 
Gross! Yeah, not great. Uh, Air Gordon and Austin Rivers at 12 each. Just nothing going right for the Nuggets at the moment. Uh, for the Thunder, SGA, he was incredibly second career triple-double, 27-11-12. What a game. 10-24 shooting, but I know of seven from downtown. So he couldn't get the three ball to go. Did everything else perfectly, though. SGA, 14-5-3 for him. Oh, Gids, giddy up. Giddy, 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 giddy up. 14-5-3, you love that. Dort had 15-6. Baisley was 17-11 off the bench. Denver are now 15-15. OKC moved to 11-19. And, and don't look now, but like... You know, they're slightly threatening the play-in tournament. <laughs> they're only two games back. Like, that's insane. Unbelievable scenes. And then finally, Clippers uh, and the Kings. The Clippers, Paul George, Bledsoe. Bledsoe's just going off, causing all sorts of havoc. Uh, rough shooting night to start off with for the Kings. It was kind of close early. The Clippers, though, like, PG was firing. Then decided to not hit any shots in, like, the third quarter and the fourth. Bledsoe came out of nowhere, was lighting it up, though. They were just a bit too strong. 14-2 run in the middle of the third quarter. Blew this one open. They were shooting over 52% where the uh, clips. The Kings were at 32, and then bang! The Kings got going in the third quarter. Tristan Thompson's causing havoc. He's flexing everywhere. It was a six-point game going to the fourth quarter. And uh, the Clippers, they steadied. Off they go. But yeah, in that fourth quarter, I mean, the Clippers basically just held them off, and uh, like the Kings, the shooting just dropped away, and... Look, it happens to him on the reg. Like, Buddy Hill gave him a bit of life. Halliburton was really good, but uh, the Clippers just settled enough. Trey Mann got some shots to go. Serge Barker was doing some work. And uh, the Kings, just the shooting. Oh, it was a tough one. So, yeah, in the fourth quarter, the Clippers outscored him 31-21. End up winning 105-89. What are you going to do, Kings? I mean, they've got Halliburton and Heald. Rashawn Holmes at least came back. He only played 17 minutes, though. And... Uh, Harrison Barnes, like you got three of your dudes. Everything else is a bit of a rough one. Uh, so for the Kings, Buddy has 16 points. He goes 5 of 18 from downtown. <laughs> Jesus, Buddy. 5 of 22 overall. Tyrese Halliburton was awesome. 22 points, 3 rebounds, 13 assists, 3 steals. It's games like this where you're just like, let's just fucking build around him. Let's see what we can get for De'Aaron Fox. Off we go. 7 of 15 for him. Same with Harrison Barnes, 7 of 15 for his 18 points. Uh, Chimizzi Meto at 11 and 10. He's just knocking in like double double after double double, and 11 and seven for uh, 11 and seven for Tristan Thompson. But after shooting basically 30 percent for the most of the game, they got up to 40, but then it sort of dropped off right at the end. What can he do? 16 turnovers to 12, just not quite good enough for the Kings, and they couldn't quite sustain that shooting in that third quarter. Uh, for the Clips, I mean Bledsoe ends up with a 19, 8 and 7. Where you just like, where did that come from, Eric? What is happening? Goes 8 of 15 from the floor. Paul George has 17, 6, and uh, 4 rebounds and 5 steals. His shooting was a little bit off. He goes 6 of 18, but, I mean, pulled it together when it mattered. 17 and 5 for Big Serge Ibaka. And uh, Zubes has 10 and 6 as well. Trey Mann, though, just, you keep waiting for the breakout. It doesn't quite happen. Then today he had 13. Looked pretty handy, especially late. 6 and 9. And uh, <laughs> I did love a mere coffee. As you heard me exclaim earlier in the show, it's like, oh, geez, got fouled in midair. Ends up with 8 and 6. Brandon Boston Jr. couldn't hit anything. He was 3 of 11. But the Kings can't really push the Clippers. Clippers win it. Obviously, Kings now dropped to 13 and 20. Clippers are 17 and 15. All right, so let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. 
Oh, Jalen Brown and Shireta Gilgis Alexander. They were the two sort of, and maybe like we could probably throw Time Lord in there as well. Time Lord was incredible. 21, 11, and 7, two steals, two blocks. Just did everything. In 34 minutes, he went 10 of 12 from the floor. Uh, but Jalen Brown as well, that same game, he goes for 34, 6, and 3, 5 of 10 from downtown. Absolutely crushed it. The 34 from Cam Reddish, Reddish as well that I mentioned earlier, he was awesome, 6 of 10 from downtown. But SGA, like the way that he just attacked and attacked and attacked at the Nuggets, they just had zero answers. I mean, yeah, everybody's shorthanded. The flip side is you wouldn't be able to tell if OKC is shorthanded because all of their players are dudes like, who the fuck is that guy? You know, that kind of vibe. So 27, 11, and 12 for SGA. The Shy Redder, Gildas Alexander, absolutely smashed it. You love to see that. But I'm also just happy that Jalen Brown's out there dropping 34s. And Time Lord's looking good. Like Cleveland, as I mentioned, I mean, poor Cleveland. Cleveland! They're a shell of themselves, but, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you. So good game for those guys. And SGA, way to go. Way to go. Uh, who was the spot of the night, though? Spud, 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 and he's like, aha, I'm going to submarine your efforts there. I quite like it here. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> and he's just submarining his own trade value at this point because he went 1 of 11 today. 1 of 11. 0 of 1 from downtown. You know how hard that is to do? Anyway, 1 turnover, 5 fouls. And this all happened in 18 minutes. Dennis, what are you doing, mate? The thing is, German Rondo's on an historic run at the moment. He went 2 of 12 against Milwaukee, 3 of 10 against Philly, and 1 of 11 today against Cleveland, which is pretty gnarly, isn't it? I mean, Cleveland! He's gone 1 of 8 in that time. So add that all up, and that is 6 for 31 over his last three games. That's just, I mean, it's just horrible. This is horrible! There's no other way to put it! I mean, you're right. All right, old mate, no mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? I mean, like, the shooter thing is weird because we had him as old mate, no mates the other day after looking off Jason Tatum and, like, how that's going to make for a pretty tough bus ride. Uh... But at the same time, like his job is literally to be a spark plug off the bench. And if he's not hitting shots at all, <laughs> I mean, the thing is there were times where you're like, yeah, he does that perfectly. And then he'll just completely fall off the edge of a fucking cliff. It's just, it's a head scratcher is uh, the old German Rondo. Uh, but old mate, no mates today. Old mate, no mates. He's your fucking mate. Ben Simmons just getting drive-bys left, right and center, including from... Uh, me <laughs> because of course joe johnson makes a bloody shot this year and everyone gets to jump on and go oh joe johnson he scored more points this season than ben simmons and yeah joe johnson not a sook so old mate no mate it's definitely ben Sim- like the glee with which we all just go joe johnson has scored it's like yeah he's old as fuck he got picked up on a 10-day hardship exception Ben Simmons is just over there having a suck up. They don't like me here. I don't want to play for them. It's like, all right. Blow it out your ass, princess. Pantsing of the night. Very bad, 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 very, 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 very,
Oh, this one was easy. It happened early. Armoni Brooks got fucker dropped by Jordan Noara. As I think I tweeted out, uh, Armoni, see you later. Armoni on, <laughs> on these skates? Yeah, oof. He was, uh, <laughs> the oof was for those jokes. Uh, Armoni Brooks just kind of was like, hey, I'm following Jordan Noara. Oh, God, he's driving. Oh, God, I've fallen and I've slid all the way under the bucket from the three-point line, basically. Yeah, you got dropped. It was gnarly. Noara hit the shot as well. It was a beautiful move. Everyone lost their minds. That was great. So just a big moment where uh, 100%, like one of the unheralded kids at school has just run up and dacked you and everyone's like, ah, <laughs> we could see your peen. Tough one. That's a tough Christmas. Harmony Brooks, tough Christmas. All of your family were like, ah, so hey, remember when you ended up on your ass because of Jordan Nawara? All right, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. That's right, the porn star BJ Johnson, Jesus, 14 and 4, ends up shooting 6 of 7, 2 of 2 from downtown. You love to see that. But uh, today, I want to give this to Franz Wagner. Hello, 25 and 4 today with two blocks. He was awesome. And actually, there is another sort of little uh, thing that I wanted to mention that I sort of forgot in the actual wrap-up. Robin Lopez, he had 11 assists today. He had 10 points and 11 assists. So when I say when I said play a coach earlier, it's because like he's like, yeah, go over there and I'll throw you the ball and you can score. It's like, what is happening? Robin Lopez with 11 assists. Uh, but as I mentioned, Franz Wagner was just lighting it up today against the Hawks. And it was pretty funny because you like you look at the different in, difference in quality between the way he was playing and then a lot of the uh, other participants <laughs> in that G League showcase. It very much felt like the first round pick playing against the rest of the G League, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so despite him going, you know, 1 of 6 from 3 and 10 of 24 from the floor, but he goes for the 25 points, the 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 2 blocks, just does a little bit of everything. And if you're an Orlando Magic fan, if you're one of the 8 Orlando Magic fans out there, you'd be like, man, if we can just get fucking healthy and have Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Johnny Isaac, Markel Fultz, remember him? Like, who knows what could happen, but, like, the connective tissue of a good team is made up of dudes like Franz Wagner who can just do a little bit of everything. Shoot, cut, play a little bit of D, off he goes. So, yeah, I'm just saying, Orlando, I reckon you got a bit of a steal. All right, let's do some yeah, Nas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs. All right, usually brought to you by the dailyliquor.com, but you know. Don't think they're going to be uh, delivering to you on Chrissy Day. So either way, thedailyliquor.com, you always get a free six-pack if you're banging the code STRAYER. And if you're in Melbourne, that's where they deliver. So same-day delivery before noon. Go get around thedailyliquor.com, give it a look, make some notes. And if you're going to go anywhere this summer and you're in Melbourne, boom. Make thedailyliquor.com your go-to bottle And don't get the Rona. Don't get the Omicron. Now drop everything off at your door. Rona free. Right. Yeah, Nas, let's do this. This is all a bit silly, isn't it? 
It's the silly season, but this is a bit too silly. Yeah, nah, yeah, it kind of is. When I say this, I mean everything going on in the NBA right now. It's a bit gnarly. It's a bit wonky. And it's a bit weird. Look, I do very much hope we get to the end of this season and kind of like, wow, that was a weird fucking month or so, wasn't it? Weird six weeks. But Jesus, every time you think you're sort of around the corner of this fucking pandemic, just another fucking different strain comes and kicks you in the guts and fucks up all your plans. Um, and yeah, I hope we do get to the end of the season and go, yeah, we got back on track and it didn't affect the outcome. But we're in the guts of it right now and it's hard not to feel like it's going to adversely affect some players, at least in, term of, in terms of their health, maybe some of their recovery. And of course, like some of the teams and like their records and seedings, etc., where they're running out a bunch of replacement players and like losing games that if they were full strength and if it wasn't for the NBA going, yeah, we're not going to postpone. You have to play here, sign all these G League dudes. It does feel like it's going to impact at least records and seedings a little bit, right? And we're sort of just going to hope that they mitigate the overall effect a little bit. Because, I mean, the question is always going to be, should they pause the season then, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, I mean, I think it would be smart, so yeah. And I kind of still think, like, two weeks, pack her up, pick it up again some point in January. Go with my idea from yesterday about the Legends tournament. Try to do that with uh, players and old folks who are all boosted and ready to go. I mean, you saw it with Joe Johnson. He was in that tournament that I talked about yesterday, and he was actually playing in the game. But uh, Adam Silver's like, oh, I don't know what the logic is. The flip side is, what's the fucking logic of playing with stars everywhere not being able to go and, like, replacement players making it feel like the biggest G League showcase ever, you know? What's the logic in that? Oh, well, we need to keep it going. For what reason? Like, all the fucking stadiums and arenas and stuff have to, like, socially distance their fans and everything anyway and like you don't want fans to be there getting sick or anything and you don't want you're basically putting players in the position where they've got to travel and from all reports like Omicron is a fucker when it's like traveling and whatever it's like what's the logic in that and I understand the monetary concerns and if they power through it like hopefully the worst of them will be behind it and then they can just get on with the rest of the season but shit man at the moment it's just <laughs> It's a fucking downer. Uh, does the Christmas schedule change? Yeah, nah, nah. I sort of, well, I don't think it will because, I, as I mentioned, like there are options for moving games in the primetime slots on ABC now getting decimated as well. Like, no Trey Young, obviously, for Atlanta, New York. If Trey was playing, I would 100% guess that New York, Atlanta got moved to one of those uh, primetime slots. And if Luca was playing, I think Utah Mavs would move as well. But with him in the protocols, I think. It's hard to move that one and go, oh, nah, man, people will think that Utah versus Dallas with Dallas with no players will be really good. doesn't feel that way, does it? So I don't know. It's going to be a bit of a shit show. And uh, I do believe we had listener Matty Owens going, Jimmy, if it rains on Boxing Day and we've got these horrible games, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. And I quickly checked the uh, weather report for Melbourne on Boxing Day. So I think we're going to be all right. Fingers crossed. Uh, going to the beach anyway. Right, so... I don't know if the Xmas, the Christmas schedule will change. I hope it doesn't, but look, fingers crossed we all uh, stick and maybe we uh, get Trey Young and a couple of other dudes back because that's what we're going to lead to in a second. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, LeBron was shitting on the uh, Suns-Lakers game from yesterday. He's like, yeah, they're at full strength and we're not. Well, that's pretty interesting, LeBron. So uh, you're going to give back your... Uh, Mickey Mouse bubble ring from 2020 when you played a 
not full strength Miami Heat is is that how this goes? Does if that one didn't count yesterday, does that count? I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> and uh, today's Outback Takeouts. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh yeah, two for one blooming onions. It's a Christmas special. I guess onions are a thing for Christmas. Chuck them in your roasting tray or whatever. Either way, we're going to deep fry the fuck out of these buggers and make it look like, I don't know, a flower or something. So it's a blooming onion. Of course, no one back in Australia knows what the fuck we're talking about, but whatever. You yanks just like deep fried shit, so here you go. Only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is... Adam Silver is talking about shortening the protocol times for asymptomatic or lightly symptomatic players. And we'll definitely change the rules by this weekend because the league has to find a way to get Giannis, James Harden and Trey Young playing on Christmas Day. Only at Outback. Yeah, to be honest, I basically just believe that. <laughs> there was a reason Adam Silver came out during the week. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, these protocols are still a bit hardcore. And if you've already been vaccinated, like, there's no real reason why, if you're not symptomatic anymore, you've probably shed it. So you could probably come back quicker. Harden and KD and Trey and Giannis, please play for me on Christmas. Fuck, we've got nobody. We don't even have the zinger. Fuck. No. So I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, did you like my idea yesterday about the uh, Legends tournament? I still reckon it'd be fucking awesome. I just want to see Dominic Wilkins and Spud Webb going up against Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charles Oakley, you know? Give me the fucking Legends tournament. That's all I want. It'd be awesome. All right. Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Mick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch is easy today. I already mentioned it. Giddy went for 14, 5, and 3 today. Shot 5, 11 from the floor, 1 of 5 from downtown. He had two steals and a block and was very, very, very handy uh, against the Nuggets. Also caught one in the face, was bleeding, and somehow had the foul called on him. anti Strayer bias at its best. Fucking Vodka Kanka. He's on, he's on the list now. He made the Giddy bleed, so he can go blow it out his ass. Yeah, tough one. Uh, but none of the Aussie, other Aussies are in action today. Uh, no Patty Thrills, obviously. No Jingles. No Aussie Matty T. No Josh Green. And no Rock'em Sock'em Jock'em Landale. So, see how they go tomorrow. But otherwise, let's do a bit of Kiwi Corner. It is Thursday. We'll see how the big Kiwi, Stephen Adams, is going. Oh, sweet as brew. I've been playing pretty well of late. Uh, this will have to do as a Dory entry for this week, brew, because uh, it's big Christmas this week, eh? So... I uh, sent back some presents for my mum and dad, brew. There's a whole bunch of really tasty, really good Memphis barbecue stuff, brew. Because they have their own special sauces and whatnot here, eh? So, along with some jandals and some sarsaparilla, I sent that off. I have no idea when it's going to arrive, though, brew. So, hopefully, it'll be better soon, eh? But, uh, I've heard that there's a backlog of all the, uh, of all the presents going back home for, uh, to NZ for Christmas, brew. So, hopefully, my mum and dad get it all and all my brothers and sisters, but... I'll tell you what, bro, it's a pretty big box when you've got to buy something for all your 32 brothers and sisters and your mum and daddy. And that means all my nieces and nephews, so I basically bought a shipping container, bro, and just put in a whole bunch of Memphis barbecue utensils and sauces and whatnot, and hopefully they'll all love it. 
because I think it goes pretty well on the hungies, eh? So best of luck to them and Merry Christmas to all of you, eh? So sweet as, cheer, cheer. Love, Stephen Adams. Oh, that's a nice little uh, improvised <laughs> Stephen Adams off the top of my fucking head. All right, that's not bad. Uh, so Stephen Adams last week uh, against Portland, he went 10-14 and 14 with two assists and three steals. Crushed in that one. Uh, five points, 12 rebounds and four assists against Sacramento. He only shot one of four from the floor, but he went three of seven at the line. So he ends up with his five points. Uh, but then backed it up against the Blazers on Monday. Uh, he had 13 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three steals. He's just fucking tearing the ball away from dudes at the moment. Shot five of eight in that one, so a big 13, nine, and five. And then uh, against OKC in that uh, tough loss. <laughs> Jeez. Against his old team, he played 20 minutes, and he went one of five from the floor, uh, one of one at the line. So he goes for three points, 14 rebounds, and three assists, the big Kiwi. So I think his uh, season average is now seeing at seven points, nine rebounds, almost three assists, so... Not too bad. Uh, having much more of an impact on the boards is big Stephen Adams, which is kind of nice. So we'll see how he goes now that Ja Morant, his little buddy, is back. Uh, but it's also nice he's gone 4 of 4 in his last free throw attempts, which is, I mean, when you watch him, the fact that it went in, that's pretty handy. So <laughs> you'll take that one. Right, the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today. We uh, had the uh, Jock Landale in IG stories, and now Gids is out there, you know, just big-upping his teammate. I absolutely love this. And uh, so you got Gids big-upping Shy Reddy Gilgis Alexander, talking about his second career triple-double. Uh, I'll tell you what, Giddy is always more than happy to give a little bit of shine to his teammates because he's a fucking legend. It's what he does. Uh, but my favorite IG story in the last day is probably just Dally. All it is, Avo Toast. You know, it's Chrissy when uh, Dally's breaking out the Avo toast. Right. Big one. Let's do it. Game previews and picks for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Are you in a rush or something? Yeah, I am, mate. I've got to go see a bunch of mates who uh, are in town uh, because, yeah, it's Chrissy. <laughs> and, uh, I haven't seen a bunch of them for fucking, like, you know, a year. So we'll see how we go. Uh, the gig last night was awesome. Enjoyed that immensely. Nailed an NFL Australia literally as soon as we got done with this one yesterday as well. So, yeah, your mate Jimmy's been a bit bloody busy. Uh, today we went four or five on the picks. We only missed out on Houston. We nailed all the rest. So you'll take that one. So we're 256 of 458 for the season, which is, I'll tell you what, pretty bloody good. Now, tomorrow is an absolute fucking horror show of uh, NBA games and picks because, I mean... It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, your guess is as good as mine as to who's actually going to fucking play. We've got a bunch of teams who are on back-to-backs and aren't good anyway. So Houston go to Indy, for instance. They're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Do you trust Indy with eight-and-a-half points? I don't, but fuck it. Like, Houston on a back-to-back. Jesus, it's going to be... You can't pick that. So you're going to have to go with Indy eight-and-a-half. Atlanta go to Philly. Uh, the Sixers, at least with Joel Embiid, maybe they'll put up a bit of a fight. The Hawks... At the same time, they're on a back-to-back, and they've got, like, none of their actual players apart from John Collins and Cam Reddish. So I'm going to have to go the Sixers minus 9.5 in that one and not feel good about it. The only one I do feel good about is the Pelicans, 5.5-point favorites on the road in Orlando. The Magic men are pretty rubbish. Uh, They got a big win today, obviously, but that's against a similarly G-League-laden Atlanta Hawks. So... 
The Pelicans looking okay at the moment. Give me the Pels. Minus five and a half on the road against the Magic. I don't want to trust the Pelicans ever, but I trust them more than the G League Magic, the Lakeland Magic at this point. Uh, Detroit, they go to Miami. Now, Detroit, without Cade Cunningham, as I mentioned at the top, he's out. The Heat at least have Lowry, Hero, Robinson. Do you trust them to win by 10.5 points? I think you kind of have to, just because without Cade Cunningham, Miami is just going to run over the top of Detroit, aren't they? Oh, I just don't like that. It's a really good line because I don't trust either side of it. <laughs> Washington, they go to see the Knicks. And if you like either team in this one, you're fucking higher in hell. The Wizards, I mean, they're missing KCP. They've still got Brad Beal. Who knows what's going to happen next? The Knicks, I mean, they've got like eight dudes and they're playing Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, Julius Randle, like 40 minutes a game. Thing is, they're half-point underdogs at home. I'm probably going to have to go with the half-point underdog Knicks in that one against the Wizards, right? Like, they've got slightly more okay players that are healthy. Shit. Who knows, though? The Wizards, look, they might turn it around. I'll just go with the home team, though. Uh, the Mavericks, again, no Luka, maybe no Zinger. They're four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Bucks team who just got Middleton back. It will probably be resting in this one. So your guess is as good as mine. Four and a half is a crazy one. I might just go the plus four and a half for Dallas. They were good yesterday. Here's hoping they can back it up against the Bucks team traveling and on the road. Minnesota, they go to the Utah Yaz. I think Utah are like one of the uh, teams less affected by the Rona. So I'm going to go 11 and a half point underdog. Uh, favorites are the Jazz. The Wolves, we saw it yesterday. It's Cat, it's D'Lo, and there's very little else for the Wolves. So I'm going to go the Jazz minus 11.5. They should smash them. Gobert should be able to take care of Cat, and everybody else should be fine. So give me the Jazz. OKC at Phoenix. OKC on the other side of a big win, 14.5 point underdogs. My usual thing is OKC just cover. That's all they do. But against Phoenix, who are a good team, minus 14.5, I think I'm going to have to take Phoenix. I'm not going to feel good about it, obviously, but... I think they're just a much better team at the moment and should take care of them. Charlotte go to Denver. Charlotte are three and a half point underdogs on the road in Denver. I'm going to take Charlotte here. I think they've at least got some dudes back now. They've still got Lamello, Rose, and Denver on a back-to-back coming home. Sure, Charlotte have nobody to stop Joker, but outside of Joker, Denver's got nobody else. So give me the Hornets plus three and a half there. Memphis, they host... The Golden State Warriors, uh, this was a five-and-a-half-point line for the Warriors. The Warriors keep losing dudes. I might have to go with Memphis plus five-and-a-half. I think this is a really close game. Maybe Golden State rests Steph, keep him out of the way of everybody else so he can still actually play on Chrissy. Who knows? But I'll take Memphis plus five-and-a-half. They'll give uh, the Warriors a big run for their money, uh, especially with the Warriors missing a bunch of their role players. It's going to be a bit of a rough one for Steph and Draymond against a... Uh, Pretty handy Memphis team. And then finally, San Antonio go to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are one and a half point favorites against the Spurs, which I don't know, man. Like LeBron, Rusty Westbrook, do they take care of them? I think you might just have a lean on the Spurs. uh, No, on the Lakers here. You know that I trust the Spurs a lot of the time to uh, cover against good teams. I just think the Lakers reeling at the moment. Maybe somehow pull this one out. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Best of luck to him. And there you go. So that's 11 games tomorrow at the moment. We'll see. Uh, that's with Brooklyn and Portland already postponed. So uh, there we go. We'll wrap, we're not going to wrap those ones up for you tomorrow because what we're going to do with tomorrow's show, it's Christmas Eve. 
So we're going to do a really quick one because, I mean, who the fuck's going to be listening to me yelling about basketball on Christmas Eve, am I right? So what we're going to do tomorrow, we'll preview the uh, Christmas Day slash Boxing Day games as best we can. Uh, so for Sunday. And then we'll wrap those all up on Monday on uh, our actual 27th when I'm actually back in front of a microphone. So I'll wrap up Sunday and Monday's games for you and talk about Friday. Basically, it'll be like an extended weekend wrap on Monday's show for you. Uh, including the Boxing Day game. So, because Chrissy, you know, for us actually handily falls on the Saturday, meaning our Boxing Day games are on Sunday, and then I'll wrap those up on Monday. How's that sound? Good? And I'll probably wrap up the, yeah, as mentioned, wrap up the Friday games tomorrow. So tomorrow will be a short one. We'll just set up the weekend for you, and uh, that'll be it. We'll maybe chuck on the uh, Chrissy, the, what is it, the NBS Day Christmas carols on the end of that one tomorrow. Yeah, should be right. Nice, because there we go. I mean, it's a bit tough. It's a crazy fucking time of year, and there's just a lot going on with all the COVID and shit, and it's just like, all right, we all just got to get through it, so <laughs> we'll see how we go. So tomorrow's show, we're just going to set up the weekend for you. We won't wrap up those games until the following Monday, uh, but in the meantime, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't worry about that. We're still going to do a tomorrow's show. Uh, so get around us on Twitter, Face EIG. Uh, NFL Australia with myself and Gaz is already up this week. Go check that out. Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Check that out, FWCIE on Twitter. NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. I'm away for a couple of weeks. Uh, so if you want to get your merch orders in, <laughs> you better do it right now and I'll back it up. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Uh, Manscaped.com, use the code Stray, get 20% off. Uh, DailyLiquor.com, use the code Stray, get a free six-pack. And Knowable, download the Knowable app, get 20% off with the code Strayer. Uh, big thanks got to go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And also, big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sexually, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. How you stay up to date with your bands and listen to your tunes? Just do that. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out with the uh, Christmas cooking with Bainsey because I've got to run. I've got to get to the pub. <laughs> so we'll catch you tomorrow for a big Chrissy preview show. We'll see you then, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Merry Christmas for a couple of days from now. Speak to you tomorrow. Later, hosen. Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bains. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, good day. Oh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, good day, yes. Welcome to Cooking with... Oh, g'day, Cheryl over there. Look at you. Yeah, this is Cooking with Bainsy, and I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsy. And uh, in this here episode, look... It's a special time of year, isn't it? So we're going to whip up one of my absolute Aussie Christmas favourites. That's right, folks. It's a bloody roast. Yes, that's right. Love me a bloody Chrissy roast. And it's easy as, mate. I'll tell you, 
I love a roast. Reckon I'd eat them all the time if I could, not just that once a week and that one time a year I'll treat myself, you know? Anyway, but it's an absolute ripper. It definitely helps keep up this physique, you know what I'm saying? So, look, it is bloody simple, mate. All you gotta do is go down to your local butcher, ask for Silly or Reg or whatever his name is for a roast. About one and a half kilos of topside should do you. Right, now then pop over to your soupy or greengrocer and load up on some veggies. Yeah, you're going to need some potatoes, some pumpkins, some onions, some carrots, a bit of celery, some garlic, some mixed herbs, maybe a thing of beans or poos, whatever suits your fancy, because you do need a little bit of green on the plate as well. And mint sauce isn't all that you can put on there. So, now, don't be a cow. Get stuck right into this bastard. Preheat your oven to 240. Whip out that roast and just massage it. Massage it with a bit of olive oil, a bit of salt and pepper, Chop up your onions over there, a couple of the carrots, a bulb of the garlic, two sticks of your celery. Just chop them up all nice and rough. Don't worry about bloody, you know, peeling them and shit. Just throw them in the bottom of the tray. Chuck a bunch of red wine, a bit of olive oil over them, and then bang, your bloody roast on top. Bangers. Bang. Right there. Now, simply bung that bastard in your oven, knock it down to 200, let it cook for about an hour and five minutes, and you're laughing. Now, sit back, grab a tin. You've got a couple of minutes here, because then all you want to do is get the rest of your veggies on and uh, get cracking on them. So away we go. Chop up your potatoes, your pumpkins, roast them with a couple of carrots for about 45-odd minutes. Cook your beans and poos, chuck them on the side, get your mint sauce. Look at that. That is beautiful. Oh, skull a bottle of that, I reckon. Then, once it goes, ding, get your bloody roast out. <laughs> Just look at that. That is amazing. Now... Don't rush. Just like making love to bangers. Don't rush. Let it sit for 15 minutes while we make your bloody gravy. And how do we do that, bangers? Well, mate, you listen to the bloody Paul Kelly song, don't you? Listen to the song and follow the fuck along. Look, you take the bottom of your roast, all the shit that's in the bottom, and then what do you do, Paul Kelly? Just add flour, salt, a little red wine, and don't forget a dollop of tomato sauce for sweetness and that extra tank. And if you're really feeling up for it, Give your loved Angus and to Frank and Dolly. Oh, nice oh. one. All right. And here's a bit of a special extra Aussie Chrissy treat. Because you know what goes great with all that? A couple of fucking prawns on the barbie. That's right. Get a couple of kilos from down your fishmonger. His name's probably Vasily as well. Get a couple of kilos of those buggers. Don't bother peeling them. Just throw them straight on the barbie. Cook them till they're as pink as my bum. And then let them cool. Serve them as an entree. I believe that's French for finger food. Lovely. Now, to sit back, grab another 10, maybe three, maybe four. It's Christmas. Who gives a fuck? And when everyone's ready, before or after prezzies, doesn't matter, mate. Doesn't matter. However you do it, get around the table and get your bloody munch on. And Bob is your bloody uncle. He's probably your racist one as well, aren't you, Bob? Look at you over there, you fucking idiot. Oh, jeez. Yeah, anyway. And that, my friends, is an absolute bloody ripper of a Christmas roast right there. The Aussie Classic doesn't matter if it's fucking 450 degrees outside. You can't go past a Chrissy roast and maybe a few prawns on the barbie. It'll definitely dead set impress the missus and her folks. I'll tell you about that. Don't worry there. <laughs> oh, boy. And there you go. How easy is it? Love it. Get stuck on in and have yourselves a bloody Merry Bangers Christmas, would ya? Have a great Chrissy. Happy holidays. Merry Chrissy. Solid Ramadan. Cheers to your Tanaka. And we'll see you on the next episode of Cooking with Bonesy.